Hello, and thanks so much for joining us on today's episode of the Becoming Financially Fit podcast, a podcast for business owners to give you the confidence to embrace your numbers and to help you put simple practices in place to make your business financial life easier. We are here to support you as your business grows and as you become financially fit. I am your host, Stacey Price, founder and owner of Healthy Business Finances. And yes, I am a totally self-confessed numbers nerd, loud and proud, an accountant, a business owner, and someone who believes that education is the best form of self-defense. So let's do this and get stuck into today's episode. I hope you love it. Hello, and welcome to episode eight of the Becoming Financially Fit podcast, the podcast to help business owners overcome their financial fears. Today, I am following on from episode seven, where I talked about the things I look for when recruiting new remote team members. So now that you've found your newest kick-ass team member, now what? How do you onboard them? How do you start off on the right foot and continue that way so both the employee and yourself get the best possible working relationship right from the start? It ain't easy and you need to invest time and to channel my inner songstress A whole lot of precious time. It's going to take patience and time to do it, to do it, to do it, to do it right. So whilst my singing skills are pretty much down the toilet, the routine I have when new team members start is at the complete opposite end of the scale. Easy, enjoyable, under control and streamlined. So before your latest team member joins you, we suggest you listen up and get your ducks in a row. When you finally land a new employee, the emotions are running high. Elated at finding that ideal team member, overjoyed to be growing your business, excited to offer extended services, thrilled to be able to service more clients. The positive vibes are everywhere and usually you can't wipe the smile off your face. But then you stop, take a breath and realize, holy shit, am I actually ready for a new employee? One of the biggest reasons recruitment decisions don't last long-term or even past the probation period is hiring the wrong person. And if that is the case, well, you need to revisit podcast episode seven. But the main reason, which will be the focus of today's episode, is not having the systems and processes in place for a smooth induction, training and onboarding process. How you deal with employees from the minute they sign the contract is vitally important. Sign the contract, you say? Absolutely. You should be giving all employees an employment contract to sign. That way, you know they have agreed to the role, the hours, the rate of pay, and any other terms of employment. You don't want to be having awkward conversations around money after they have started. That employment contract also sets out the expectations of the role. It is much more than just the pay rate, so much more. It should outline any other allowances, leave entitlements, probationary period, any confidentiality requirements, who the employee should be reporting to, amongst other things. Without this signed document, you and your employee are treading dangerous water. You could easily be taken advantage of, and from the employee's point of view, they could fear the same. Once the employment contract is sorted and you are over the nitty gritty, something I do for my staff is send them a welcome pack, usually the week or a few days before they start. Now my team all work remotely, so I don't have the option to give them pretty stationary on their desk for their first day 
or leave a little welcome package in the office. We don't have an office. We all work remotely. So I either organise an Officeworks delivery to the house or I purchase some pretty stationary pens, notepads, etc. and package that together with our branded to-do list and send that to them at their home. I might include a water bottle, some snacks, a first aid kit, whatever I feel I can post easily to make them feel welcome. I treat any employees who work remotely exactly the same as if we did have a head office and they physically came to work with me. Now that little stationery pack is not huge in value, maybe between $50 to $100, but it's the thought that counts. Not only does it make them feel welcome, but it makes them feel valued and that is before they even physically start. So usually on day one, they are already excited about their job and the role with our business. Once employees start, that is when the real fun and hard work begins. Or does it? In my view, to be ready to get cracking for work on day one, you need to do some homework to prepare. I know it sounds bloody boring, but as the old saying goes, preparation prevents piss poor performance. I don't actually know who even created that phrase, but it's so true. Preparation includes working out what the employee needs in order to begin day one working. You shouldn't be trying to figure that out whilst your employee sits next to you or for remote staff is on a Zoom call watching you flap around like a lunatic. So what helps with this process? How do I manage organizing all of that stuff? Again, Trello is my BFF. It organizes my business life. We have a staff induction Trello board. So no matter what staff member joins us, the process is all very similar. Just a few changes depending on the actual role. First up is getting all the tech sorted and boy oh boy do we use a lot of tech. I have a list in Trello of all the programs new staff members need to access and we tick them off one by one the day before they start as we grant them access to all the programs they will need. We don't want to do it too early in case circumstances change but we certainly don't want them to get one to two weeks into working with us and realise that they cannot do their job. The next column in Trello is all the programs we need to have training videos on. These are pre-recorded and pre-loaded into Trello so staff can view them and learn at their leisure. We check to make sure the training videos are up to date. You certainly don't want to instruct employees to watch training videos from, say, five years ago to find out it's just confused the absolute heck out of them because what you have recorded five years ago is now totally not relevant. For this part of the process, we use Loom to record our screens and we can show the employees how and why each program is used. We have another column for our HR policies and procedures manual. Now, I'm not going to lie, this document is now close to 100 pages long, but it lists all the important policies within our business and how they can apply. So we are talking things like internet security policy, expense claim policy, password policy, social media policy, data breach policy, annual leave policy, mental health policy. I mean, it's 100 pages, so there are a bucket load more things in there. This document is sent electronically to all new staff members to sign off that they have read all the policies. Whilst this may seem over the top, it stops a heap of questions around all those aspects, leave, expenses, travel, and anything else that can impact both our employee and also the business. They can also view the master file in Trello at any time. 
The next column in our particular case is a client list. So when we have bookkeeping staff join, they know who they will be working on and what the work will involve. Now, it's only high level at this stage, as believe it or not, we have a complete other Trello board for individual client workload. However, this client list gives the employee a sense of involvement, a sense of how they will fit into our business and a view as to what work will be coming their way. The next column is a list of extra things to action. So usually this column is blank to start with and together with the employee, as we undertake the training and systems, other things will pop up that perhaps we have forgotten about, or perhaps the employee has specific questions. So either us as the business or the employee can add to this list at any time. Then we can work through them together and tick them off as they are achieved. We also have a list for particular training requirements. So this is usually external training. So in our case, it might be ensuring the employee has done their zero advisor training, their QuickBooks advisor training, etc. Often we add things to this list where we feel we might have a skill gap or an education need. So we might add links to payroll courses, online webinars, or upload workbooks that we have already got from previous training sessions. We also use Slack for internal communication within our business. So before any new employee starts, I private message all the other team members the day before on Slack to let them know the new employee start date, time, the frequency of the work hours, etc. and to remind them to give them a bit of a warm welcome and as much support as possible. I probably don't need to do that. However, the OCD in me does it anyway. I also then schedule a nice welcome gift for the morning the new team member starts as who doesn't love a random dancing cartoon shouting welcome on an internal Slack channel. So that all sounds like a fair bit of planning, hey? So why do I bother? Or why do I organize so many things before someone even starts with us? Well, I want them on day one to start understanding all the things, all the things we actually do in our business. And I don't want them to spend their first day without access to the programs they need or the knowledge they need to understand our business, our clients, or their workload. What a waste of time for me. And that is how employees get frustrated. I mean, nobody likes to sit around and do nothing and feel like they're wasting space. Our business runs and survives on being productive. So that flows through not just to clients, but with everything that we do. Every minute we waste faffing about with logins or software not working or people not having the right access levels is money lost or opportunity lost. So while it may be a bit of work to get all the ducks in a row initially, my God, do the benefits pay off. When our new team member starts, we schedule in times and days for meetings. We have a workflow set up. We have clients they can work on and training they can do. They are a valued team member from day one, but they're also expected to contribute from day one. And I have the same expectations on myself as a boss from day one in that I need to be able to contribute to their learning and development from the beginning. I simply can't do that on the fly. By having a planned and staggered workflow, it reduces the overwhelm on the employee and gives them a fantastic combination of learning, one-on-one training with me or another team member, plus it gives them balance in being able to investigate and do work on their own. Micromanaging 24-7 does not work, ever. 
If you have hired someone, you need to let them be able to freely do their job with confidence, but also the security and comfort that you are there to assist with any queries. There is nothing worse than starting a new role and having other employees not know who you are or have them all talking in business lingo that the new person doesn't understand. They feel neglected and on the outer, and that can take ages for those barriers to break down. So I'm upfront with all staff about any new team members who will be joining, who they are, why they're hired, how their new role will impact on anyone else. No surprises. Maybe that should become my new motto as I keep saying that every single episode. But seriously, you don't want surprises when it comes to recruitment and your employees. Our systems and processes don't just stop after day one. We want all of our employees to be here for the long haul. So that means constantly managing performance, workload, expectations, happiness, and skill set, amongst other things. Often we need to tweak a combination of those factors, and this could mean upskilling, juggling workload, reallocating clients, or whatever needs to happen to keep the client happy, but also to keep our staff enjoying the everyday. Having staff is a team effort, and whilst I'm ultimately in charge, our team is here to support each other in all that we do. So don't forget to check in with your existing staff as well as any newbies. Everyone plays a vital role. Staff development should always be on your radar, so ensure you have a performance review process and open door feedback policy. We feel that giving employees feedback once per year during a formal one-way review process is simply not enough. You should be providing feedback as you go and the staff should feel they can do the same. We all know that training, hiring and retaining employees is a costly process, both in the financial sense but also in time and stress. So don't let staff or yourself go rogue without guidance keep on top of it, provide constructive criticism and be open to receiving the same. It is far easier to work with existing staff to upskill them, tweak some procedures and keep them happy than start the entire process from scratch again. But you need to listen, both when employees have something to say, but equally as much when they say nothing. Yes, at times we feel like as a boss, we need to be psychic or a mind reader. So proudly add that to your own resume. Having staff can be a total minefield. It's a constant battle to manage expectations of both clients and employees, manage the internal cohesion, and ultimately have a mentally healthy team who are truly happy in what they do. But if you want to have the dream team, it takes work. The only way you'll survive being the boss without turning into your own version of Meryl Street from Devil Wears Prada and have the full support of your employees is to be organized from the start. In fact, start being organised well before you plan on hiring. Your sanity and your business reputation depends on it. I hope you've loved listening to today's episode of the Becoming Financially Fit podcast. We are all at different stages in our business life, at different levels in our money confidence, and we all have different needs. However, our goals are all along the same path. To learn, to grow, and to succeed in our journey of becoming financially fit. For more tips and advice, you can follow our journey on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Healthy Business Finances, or you can also search all episodes of our podcast at www.becomingfinanciallyfit.com.au.